What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 84 of the Save Crystal podcast. Tonight, we dive deep into the dark woods and explore the internet monster that was created, known as Slender Man. And doing this, I don't even want to, it's not a review. I called it a retrospective because, yes, I do touch up on the video games and don't really review them, kind of give my thoughts, but it's not like a deep dive into like a review or even a, a short review like I usually do, I talk about where this internet monster was created, how it got to the point uh, where tragedies were getting blamed on this character, this fictional character. It just, there's a lot here. There, there was a movie made. Um, just Slender Man was such a, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of horror stuff. I love horror movies. And Slender Man was something that kind of took the world, the internet by storm. Uh, and it's so wild how it how it began. But I learned so much, you know, just doing research on this myself. Uh, but I, I do recommend you are going to hear the audio here very shortly. I do recommend that you would go and watch the video because you actually get to to see what I'm talking about. You get to see what I'm talking about in the video games. You get to see what I'm talking about with these edited photos. I'm not going to give too much away because we're going to get into it very shortly. Um, but this has been a request for a while now. Honestly, I think the first time I've heard about doing a slim, someone wanted me to do a Slender Man video uh, for the YouTube channel and here on the podcast was back when I covered the Polybius Arcade machine that was apparently never real uh but there are stories you know internet stories and and it's it's kind of fun to to look into and see what some people believe are true i mean it's no different than a modern slender man's no different than a modern day bigfoot there are some people that have claimed to have actually seen uh slender man there are some people to have claimed to have seen bigfoot it's just, you know, you really, it's in the air, but it's fun to talk about. So we're going to get into that shortly. Uh, before we do, though, I like to talk here in the beginning, and I did another few Q&As, and I grabbed about three or four of them that I'm going to do. And uh, before I get into that, I complained a few episodes back that I did an update on my Arcade 1-Up NFL Blitz. I had recently played all three of the games that come on the arcade regular nfl blitz nfl blitz 99 and nfl blitz 2000 beat every team in each game you kind of you get your name on the high score thing basically letting people know if you have any visitors or whatever they come over and play it shows that you have your name on that that list and by far nfl Blitz 2000 was the hardest one for me. I ended up with the Packers at the very end, and that was a nightmare. They were very, very tough. Um, but anyways, I did the update, and what the update was, was it was to allow people to play online against each other. 
which I've maybe done twice. And yeah, it is what it is. I'll probably, it's not something I'm interested in. I think playing the AI in the game is hard enough. I, I think it's, it's a challenge, but um, anyways, I didn't realize that when I did that update, it got rid of all of my like high scores, like most touchdowns thrown, um, most yardage and, and, and all that kind of stuff. I didn't realize it was going to do that. And I did check, I checked all three games and they were all three gone. Now I, I haven't done an update since somehow my NFL blitz 2000 scores are still there. It still shows that I beat every team, which is cool uh, because that was the hardest one. But the other two games are not there. And I said, I wasn't doing that again. Well, guess what? Here we are. I'm doing it again. But this time, I'm just not doing any updates. I, I really could care less. The only way I'm doing an update is if they add in late hits, which we know is not going to happen. But yeah, I'm, I'm just going to skip the updates because I'm not into really playing online with it. I just kind of like to every now and then sit down and play a game. So anyways, there is that. Just wanted to say that. I don't know how my NFL Blitz 2000 one came back, but however, I am forever grateful that it did because that, like I said, was a nightmare. So let's get into some Q&As here. Uh, the first one comes from Siege39. And they ask, what do you think is your best video game review? I'm not just saying this because it's today's episode, but my Slenderman one, I, when I finished that video and I sat back and watched it, I thought it was very good. I, I do. I, I, I'm, I'm proud of that, which you guys are going to hear here shortly. Um, <clears throat> I am also, I don't know, if I if I don't pick Slenderman, let's put Slenderman off. If I don't pick the Slenderman one I just did, and which really that's not even a video game review as I stated. So let's not count that. Uh, I would say my ET Atari 2600 review. Um, I, that's another one that I sat back when I made it. I watched it and I thought it was very good. And most recently, I, I saw it again for the first time in a while, and I thought I did really good on it. So I would have to say E.T. for Atari 2600, that is one of my, definitely one of my favorites, if not my favorite. Next question comes from Ditto1440. Do you think we will ever... Next question comes from Ditto1440. Do you think we will ever see NES games very cheap again? I I do. I almost said I don't, but I do. I think we will see them cheap again, but here's why. I think we see them cheap again because the generations. I think my generation right now is the last generation that's going to care for NES games. And I'm not saying you're not going to have a few out there that are that get really get into retro gaming, but the NES was technically, yeah, it was before my time. When I was born, the Super Nintendo was a thing and it was heading into the the NE, or the N64. But as a kid, I still had a an NES. Now we're getting into the generations where kids don't 
even they might not even know what an NES is. Um, they might not even know what a Nintendo 64 is. I mean, but you got to remember, these are the kids that grew up having, you know, their childhood console was a PS4 <laughs> or a PS3. You know what I'm saying? So, like, maybe the Nintendo Wii would be their NES, um, which kind of makes sense. You know, the NES had such a wide variety of games, and so did the Wii. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I think the NES is way better than the Wii. I'm not trying to compare the two. I'm just saying for their generation, the Wii might be looked at as their NES. So I do believe in time, as we get older, the generation before me, the kids that actually grew up with the NES, like when it was in its prime, and even my generation that had the NES on its way out the door, um... I, I think we're the final. So I think whenever everything's all said and done and we either pass away and whatever, I, I do. I think NES games will will definitely fall um, because there's games out there. Let's be real on the NES that are absolutely terrible and suck and their price range. Woof. I mean, come on. So it would be nice to to see those games start to fall. Like right now, I'm we're starting to see Nintendo 64 games you know, go up or heck I've even seen uh, a few original Xbox games. I haven't really looked much into that, but I've, I've heard some of them are, are starting to get a little pricey. Same with GameCube. So I do, I think a long answer there by me, but yes, I believe NES games will be cheap again one day. I just don't know when I will right, we'll do one more here. Brianna underscore three, eight, one, two asks, what was the biggest disappointment for you? When it came to a new video game. This one's easy for me. And it's the first one that came to my head. I'm sure I could sit here and think about a few of them. But since this is the first one that come to my mind. Um, I'm just going to. I'll just go with it. I think the original. Deadly Premonition. Was genius. And there was something about that game. That when I finished playing it, I said, I've never played a game like that. I've never seen a game like that. It stood out. And a lot of people either hate it or they love it. There's no in-between. And I loved it. So when I heard that we were getting another Deadly Premonition game um, that released on the Nintendo Switch, I can't remember what it was called. Maybe like a Blessing in Disguise or something like that around that. Um, I was very excited, got that bad boy on release day and it disappointed me so bad. Like I tried so hard to get into that game and it just, I don't know, it took so long to get started. And I understand if a game is telling a story and it's taking its time, um, but man, I don't know. I just, it, it, there's no way that it lives up to that original game. And that's unfortunate because, man, that original game is so good. So if you haven't played Deadly Premonition, I believe you can get it for the... It was for the 360. That's what I always had it on. Grow, You know, as I... Man, I don't even remember what year that game came out. I wanted, I wanted to say that I got it while I was growing up, but no, it was way after... Um, 
I can't. Re- I know I had it for the 360. There, it was on the PlayStation 3 also. There was like a director's cut. And then they re-released it for the Switch, which I would say that's probably the best place to go and get it now. You should be probably be able to get it on the store. There were a few physical releases, and I was able to snag one. And uh, they come with collector pens. It's pretty cool. Uh, but yes, that first game, very good. That one it came out after. I I don't know if it ever got good because I never finished it. And and that's because I was that bored. So, oh, one more thing. So in the last episode, I talked about a game that was in my game catalog of games I needed to play because Breath of the Wild uh, sequel Tears of the Kingdom is coming out. Uh, and I said I wanted to play. It was from the Dark Pictures anthology called The Devil in Me. And I did. I played it. I, I finished it within two to three days and it was a game that took a while to get going uh i loved the opening the beginning which takes place with uh the original murderer that the whole game's based off of uh so you you play out those events and then you you and your you know your crew that is making a documentary uh you go out to a replica of this murder house and there is a killer, and the, the place is full of traps and all kinds of stuff. It sounded really good. Took forever to get started. When There was a, a, a period of time that was very good throughout the game. I really enjoyed it. But my biggest complaint I think I had with it was I just didn't care really for any of the characters. Like, usually when I play the Dark Pictures anthology games... I, I get attached to somebody, even even the ones that's not part of the anthology, like, you know, when I played Until Dawn or when I played uh, The Quarry, there were people that I absolutely did not want something to happen to. I mean, in this one, I was able to keep everybody alive, which kind of surprises me. <laughs> um But if one of them, if I would have screwed up, I don't think I'd have been too upset about it. I just, there was, there really was nothing there to make me care for the characters. And I think the story was a bit weak. I I think it could have been uh, a little better, but by far, this is the weakest uh, Dark Pictures anthology game. Still worth, uh, you know, if you enjoy the game, I, I still think you should play through it. But just my opinion. I just think it was a little weak. That's all. So, all right, let's not waste any more time. Let's hop right into my Slenderman video. Once again, you can check it out on YouTube if you want to see the video version. It is doing well, and I appreciate everybody who has checked that out, and I appreciate I appreciate you if you're checking this out right now. So, without further ado, let's talk Slenderman. When did you hear of the Slender Man for the first time? I was first introduced to this eerie, abnormally tall humanoid through the 2012 indie game Slender the Eight Pages. 
But before we even get into that, let's rewind and see how this internet monster was created. In 2009, on the Something Awful internet forum, a thread was created for a Photoshop contest where people would take normal photos, but turn them paranormal. A participant who on the forum went by Victor Surge took two images of children and added a tall creature in a black suit, kind of lurking in the background. But this man, this thing, had no facial features, and in one photo he can be seen with tentacles. From there, a YouTube web series called Marble Hornets ran with all the Slender Man talk online and made videos surrounding this mysterious internet creation. However, he was named the Operator. He didn't go by Slender Man in that series. These internet stories started to get traction. Stories such as Slender Man stalking and abducting people, mainly children. As I mentioned at the top, in 2012, we were introduced to the very first game, Slender the Eight Pages. In that game, the player is lost in the middle of the woods late at night with an objective to collect eight pages. The pages are completely spread out, and while you are searching, Slender is not far behind you. Sometimes he'll teleport in front of you. You can't fight him as all you have equipped is a flashlight, and be thankful for that. The bad news? If left on for an extended period of time, the batteries in your flashlight will die, and most likely, so will you. Don't jog long either. You'll tire out and move slower. Collecting eight pages sounds simple, but this game is anything but easy. The difficulty rises the longer it takes you to find the pages. Static appears when your character sees Slender, and the static will increase the closer he gets to you. Staring at Slender or allowing him to get to you will end the game, but if you somehow collect all eight pages, Slender will still get you, but this is just leading to your ending. During the end cutscene after Slender Man gets you, the player wakes up in the forest, but this time, it's daylight. Roll the credits. Not bad for a free indie horror game. Unfortunately, from here, Slender Man is brought into the real world. On May 31st, 2014, two 12-year-old girls stabbed their classmate 19 times. When asked what their motive was, they said they were afraid the Slender Man would come for their families if they didn't kill their classmate. One of the girls also claimed that Slender Man watches her. By a miracle, the victim survived the 19 stab wounds and the two girls that did it have been charged. A documentary about this awful situation was released in 2016 titled, Beware the Slender Man. In 2013, a sequel to Slender the Eight Pages released. This game titled Slender the Arrival. A more story-driven game this time. Once again, you're only carrying a flashlight, but you go beyond the woods. First, you encounter a house that looks to have been ransacked. Through the sequel, you learn that Kate, who owns the home in the beginning, is the woman that you played as in the first Slender the Eight Pages. Now you play as her best friend, Lauren. With the goal of finding Kate, Slenderman has already begun his stalking. If you look out the windows of the house, Slenderman can be seen, and it's only warning you for what's to come. 
It's got the jump scares, it's got the atmosphere, and some are quite harsh when criticizing Slender the Arrival. It took the simple mechanics of the original game and gave it a little more depth with bigger areas to explore while being chased. Even with all the fan-made games over the years about Slenderman, Slender the Arrival, in my opinion, proves to be the superior Slender game. A year later, once again, in reality, another incident in September of 2014 took place. A 14-year-old girl allegedly set her family's home ablaze. Police reported she had visited sites that had Slenderman stories. Crazy how wildly popular this fictional character became just after an edited photo. A documentary, tragedies, video games, to the big screen in 2018, yes, a Slenderman movie was released in theaters, and to be honest, I expected better. Quite the disappointment. Regardless, Slender holds a place in pop culture history. Even the Enderman and the insanely popular game Minecraft were inspired by him. But you know, we've heard of Momo, we've heard of Siren Head, it's just Slenderman is the spookiest in my opinion. I once went to a local haunted attraction, and we were on the hayride, and nothing shook me more than when I saw one of the actors emerge from the dark woods on stilts, dressed as Slenderman. A memory I still talk about often. So is Slenderman real? No. Could there be a tall, slender-like man with tentacles roaming the woods at night? I know I wouldn't care to find out. But the thing to remember out of all of this is just when it gets dark, stay out of the woods. Because there's that slight, slender chance he could be out there. Alright, that's going to do it for this episode of the Save Crystal Podcast. I hope you enjoyed my Slenderman retrospective. The video version is on my YouTube channel, Save Crystal Gaming. Be sure to check that out and subscribe if you haven't. Uh, and I hope you learned something in this. Because I know I have learned a little bit more as I did this retrospective. I only knew of Slenderman through the video games. Um, but I feel like everybody's had to have heard of Slenderman at some point in time whether it was the video games, whether it was forums on the internet or on the news hearing about these tragedies or that the movie that come out. Somebody, you've heard somebody talk about Slenderman at some point in time because Slenderman was massive at one point in time. Talked about he was pop culture and uh, Slenderman appears and I'm sure there's TV shows. I'm sure there's different things that hide slender man and because at that point in time it was a thing same with like i mentioned minecraft you have the enderman uh who is based off of slender man but you know it's just if you want to get your slender man uh experience just like i said stay out of the woods play slender the arrival it's not a bad game 
I mean, it's not, it, it has its jump scares. It has its moments where you're being chased, but it's not over the top scary. It's more of, I think where the scariness comes in is the eeriness, the ambiance. It's just kind of like a, when you're out in the woods alone and, it, and it's, it's quiet and you don't know what's around you. And I think it's more of that. And that sometimes can be way more scarier than a Jason Voorhees chasing you with a machete. Don't get me wrong. It's terrifying. But this is a different type of terrifying. So play Slender the Arrival. That's what I'll leave you with. I'm pretty sure you can find it anywhere right now on the Xbox store. I think PlayStation, it might even be in the Game Pass for Xbox or um, you know, part of the PlayStation subscription. I don't know which one, but you can find it. So that's going to do it for me. Once again, thank you all so much for listening, and I will see you in the next episode.